the first thing you hear is this particular default music. Oh, <laughs> I remember okay. it very vividly. It goes... <laughs> Episode seven. Uh, my name is Tibbs, and with me is my good friend Ollie. Hello, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Just, uh, I was just saying to you just before the recording, I had um, my daughter's uh, second birthday party today, so a little bit tired, but um, yeah, all good. All went well. Been busy. Yeah, I've been busy, but um, yeah, she enjoyed it. What does what does a uh, not having kids myself and being yeah. too too old to remember my own second birthday? What does <laughs> a, a, a second birthday party consist of? Um, it's mostly um, this was a family um, affair, so um, it's mostly the same as all our fa- our family birthdays. Really, we have them um, for the kids. We have um, like a little pass the parcel, and they all get excited about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's you know balloons, um, birthday cake, um, you know just sort of party food. That kind of thing. Oh, just a nice little family thing. There, there was wasn't really any friends or anything. Just you know, it was nice. You know, my parents, um, her fam, uh, my wife's family. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, sounds mm. good. Yeah. Yeah, nice oh, little day. Yeah, yeah. So, what you been so, up to? Um, not a great deal. No, no, no parties. No, no. Ah. Well, you know, you can't. Yeah, it can't. Can't all be uh, party time, can it? No. No. <laughs> yeah yeah so, but um well have you yeah, been, I've have got, you been, got a few been doing then. a few sort of projects have you and got a few little things on the go mm-hmm. trying to get homebrew running on a on an old xbox 360 oh, and cool. i just i just cannot i just can't get it to work i'm i've followed everything i've followed all the steps i've got mm. it all wired perfectly i've unwired it i've rewired it all mm. It's been doing my head in. I've so I've spent you know like all the YouTube videos I've watched and all the guides I've read say you know it's about an hour, an hour and a half job. I've I've been at it all day and it's just not it's just not playing ball. So oh, I've yeah. put it aside for now. And yeah. I don't involved. I don't I don't know what what would uh, what would be involved in that. I'm guessing it's quite a fiddly sort of technical thing to sort of um, to work is it to work with the 360? I guess in general is um it, it is for the 360. Quite complicated yeah, because it, it, they're they're quite they're locked down. Yeah quite well yeah. you need to this um it's called the reset glitch hack you need to program a little chip that will force the, the cpu to reset like really quickly it's got to be timed perfectly as right. you boot the console and then you can sort of run your homebrew emulators and things like that there's a few mm-hmm. in, intermediary steps but basically you've got to get the the cpu to glitch as it boots and then you can sort of run you know uh, any code that you want basically but um it's just it's very very temperamental um, right and i just can't get it to i can't get the the actual glitch to work at the moment but i'll get there i'll get there is uh oh, it's cool. all part of the fun isn't it cool project if you can get it working then yeah 
yeah, it'd be good because mm. I think the retro pie and mm. things like that they they're good for playing sort of emulators on on the the TV. But I think you know with the extra clout of a you know that an Xbox 360's got yeah. in comparison, you know yeah. maybe stuff like N64 emulation might run a little bit smoother. Mm. And it's, it's just a fun thing to play around with. It's just something like it's just just a, a, a project for fun, really. Yeah, that's good. I mean those um those sort of um. The people behind like RetroArch and stuff have got it on running on all sorts of systems, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. on on pretty much everything there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I follow them on so, tw- I follow them on Twitter. They they're all they're coming out with sort of updates on like various emulators and and sort of consoles they're working on getting the emulators running on all the time. And it's just it's just yeah. amazing. It's been ported to Switch now recently. Yes, well, I saw. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's um that's a hell of a thing if you can get that sort yeah. of portable, you know. I've not dabbled with any of the the Switch stuff yet because I can't afford more than one Switch. No. I don't want my, <laughs> my, my, my only Switch to get banned. So. No. <laughs> yeah, you're running you a know. bit of a risk there. In a few years, when the when the Switches are a bit cheaper, then maybe I'll I'll, I'll dabble with a bit yeah. there. But yeah, yeah. So, um, have you been playing much since the last show? Um, not a great deal. No, I mean, um, first of all, we uh, as featured in the last episode, we had the uh, the great cold with of. Uh, my daughter's cold, which um, you know set us back a bit, and then after that, uh, for a good week or so, she decided that she would um, she'd make sort of as early as three thirty a.m. her just her standard wake up wake up time. You know, that's it. That's me. I'm up the start of the day. So you know, going to bed any later than about nine nine thirty was uh, was not really an option. But um, yeah, I've, I, she's settled a bit down now. So um, I've um, just mostly for the purpose of having something to talk about in this segment, I've gone through a couple of demos that I've uh, I found just sort of nice, quick, quick things to. to I kind of I wanted to play them anyway, but you know. Okay. So um, uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Do you know that I, one? I've never heard of it. Really? I, I, it's no. I, I think you'd like it. It's um, it, it's it's a, a, an arcade racer basically. Um, it's polygonal, but it's uh, kind of it, it mimics the older games where it's sort of sprite scaling. Were you playing this on PlayStation Four? Yeah, I think I saw it. Well, when I logged in, it said, um, "You know, Ollie's been playing this," and I, I did catch my eye. I thought, "Oh, that looks interesting." Yeah, yeah, it's so very bright. bright. I, I can it's very bright, very colourful. What I liked about it is you boot it up, and within like ten to twenty seconds, you're you're in there, you're playing, and there's no like it's very kind of traditional in that sense it's just a nice simple arcade racer you know really really sort of slick um and i think i might get it it's coming out on the switch at the end of the month i might get it off for that um but I, yeah I, i'd recommend you check it out it's it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good it's got a sort of a real outrun feel to it it's more traditional racers rather than the sort of split track kind of thing but um mm. yeah I, I i think you'd like it yeah yeah i'll check that out mm. I, that the, the, it's a demo for free on on ps4 then is there yeah or? yeah it's there for ps4 oh, good yeah yeah, it's, um, yeah it's got, like, I mean, I, we, we discussed in a, a previous show how demos seem to be a rarity these days. Don't yeah, so I know. Nice I always keep. Yeah, I keep an eye on the list. Any new ones come out that look interesting, I'll, I'll give them a go. You know, because it's just a, it's just a, an obvious way to, you know, tell people about your game and get them to play yeah. it. And you know, the, the amount of games I've bought, particularly on things like Xbox Live Arcade, where everything has a demo. Yeah. Where you know I I bought games off the back of enjoying the demo, so it's just yeah, such a logical I mean, thing to do. You know, I don't I don't always know. worked back in the day with cover discs. Exactly. And stuff. I don't know why it why it faded into obscurity. Yeah, but... so few games have demos now. It's really uh, it's, it's baffling to me really why yeah. they don't do it. There's no real reason. 
Um, but yeah, that that I enjoyed. Um, another game series that you recommended to me on a previous uh, show was Hitman. Oh, there's brilliant! A, yes. There's a Hitman. I think there's Hitman Two coming out soon, isn't there? There is. Yeah. But yeah. I, this, I think this was Hitman One. Um, and I know there's been previous Hitman games. So I don't know if you, if you know these are uh, like sort of reboot kind of things or. No, they're not. They're 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 sequels. I mean, there isn't. There isn't. There is a storyline that run, runs amongst them, but it's not like you don't need to. Okay. It's not in depth enough that you need to follow the story in each one. All you need to know really is he he's, he kills people. Yeah, I kind of got it's that. Yeah, I sort of look through the the sort of interface, and it's basically just sort of missions where you've just got to target different people. So I kind of got the sense that there wasn't really, you know, a, a, a string of storyline particularly to it. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. The, each game tends to have its own little storyline, but there's not like, a, like if you've never played a Hitman game before, you don't need to start from uh, okay. like the, you the can, first one. You and can play dive in anyway. Each, each entry in the series is its self, sort of self-contained story for the most part. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, uh, which one did you play then? Was it just just Hitman? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just Hitman one, like the new Hitman. The I think new, it came yeah. out last year. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's got a couple of missions on it, and they're quite sort of um, tutorial, tutorially in the, the sense that they tell you, you know, literally go here, talk to this guy, t- what do that. Um, it was one where you it's like um, a cruise like a docked cruise ship that you're wandering oh, yeah. in and you've got to kill the guy and another one which was I mean I think these were these were simulations but it was like a 1960s yeah. one where in like the aircraft hangar mm-hmm. where you've got to kill the guy by um, releasing the uh, the ejector seat <laughs> what yeah. I loved about that was you do that you did that mission you release the ejector seat he's in it he goes sky high and no one seems to <laughs> bat an eyelid <laughs> I know you get an undetected kill for that, don't you? Yeah, and there's people hanging around, and they're you. You, you can literally walk past them and just like, hello, you're right. Just walk walk out, and no one seems to mind that you just clearly released the ejector seat and killed someone. It's bizarre, but anyway, that was um, it was enjoyable. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really fun fun game because it. Especially in the full game, I don't know how limited the demo is, but mm. in, in the full game, there's so many different ways you can, yeah, you can, you know, get the targets, and there's so many, whatever way you can think, you you, you can think of like some completely nuts way to you think, oh, what if I did this? What if I did this? Mm. And it will work, you know. Oh, it's right, like okay. the developers have thought of pretty much every every avenue you would go to to complete the mission, and yeah, it's that's really interesting. It's really it's really quite you know creative in its yeah. Own. I mean, the demo tells you literally a step-by-step instruction how to how to kill them, but I don't know if you could do other things as well, possibly. Mm. Um, oh. But yeah, that, that definitely sounds really interesting. I might pick that up eventually. Yeah, uh, when yeah, I've got time well to when I've got time to play it, I guess. Yeah. Um, or uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend uh, the the old version for Xbox 360 um, okay. or, or PC, mm. um, Blood Bunny. Okay. Um, that's probably the uh, probably the best game in in the series. I think even I haven't played Hitman Two. I think mm. um, I don't even know if that's out yet. It's imminent. It's, it's I think like it's imminent. Within, yeah. It's like the next week or so. It's due out. But yeah. um, yeah, I would say Blood Money's well worth picking up. You can get it quite cheap if you you know shop around. So okay, yeah, recommended. Yeah, I'll have a look out for that one. Cool. Um, uh, what else? Um, uh, Mega Man Eleven. You, oh yeah. Do you have much affinity for the Mega Man series? 
Not really, just because I'm bad at it. I, yeah, I, same I, here. Same here. I just, just not. I it becomes an exercise in frustration. It does. Yeah. I think this one. I mean, this one at least has like a casual mode where it just kind of gives you infinite lives, and um, I think makes it a little bit easier. So I think they're kind of, uh, you know, realizing that the, the sort of the the climate has changed in terms of um, how much punishment people are willing to except in a game <laughs> when i mean game is much more disposable now you don't have to you're not stuck with a game for months so you know if, if people find it too difficult they'll just turn it off and play something else so i think they understand that but yeah. i think there's also the challenge there as well for the old school fans but yeah that was quite I, that was quite I've good heard people online say um it does for Mega Man what sonic mania did yes for sonic. i've heard that as well um and not i mean i've played i've i've played a little bit of previous Mega Man games but i wouldn't be an authority to to say to tell you that but yeah what i played it i i quite enjoyed the only thing that put me off a bit i found there was a, a particular point where i was kind of there was like a series of platforms like a group of platforms connected and they're on a conveyor belt and they're moving towards this big spiky thing and you've got to jump up through the platforms before it smashes into the spike thing mm -hmm. there's like um there's like a hole there's like a gap between two platforms above you that you've got to jump up into and for the life of me, I just couldn't get up there. Or if I did, I couldn't get then then get out of the platforms uh, in time uh, because th this hole looks like you can get through it, but it's it's almost as if the collision box of Mega Man is exactly the same width as the hole, and you've got to be absolutely pixel perfect when you jump. And I was just doing all these jumps, just hitting the ceiling like almost an invisible ceiling. Mm. And it was real. I don't know if it was a bug. It might have been. But it is because it seemed like I could do it, but it just and I, I died and over and over and over again. I thought I'm quite enjoying this. I want to get through it, but I had to give up eventually because it was just really, really frustrating. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. And I know I did a playthrough. I watched a playthrough on YouTube, and and someone just managed to avoid that section entirely. So that you know is obviously possible to get around it, but. I don't know. It's funny the the whole dying over and over and over again. While mm. other people on YouTube can fly through it, a lot <laughs> of the games I have have that bug. Yes, it's really strange. Uh, yes, <laughs> it seems to affect almost all my games. Yeah, that bug where you can't do it, but everyone else can do it. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's such an. I wish it's, I'd patch it out. Yeah, but... I know. It's, uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's um, so that put me off a bit. But uh, yeah, if if it's if it's if I see it cheap, I might I might pick it up. It was, um mm. It's quite good. It's, it seems like the kind of thing that would that I would enjoy. Yeah. Especially if there's a more casual mode where it's, you know, a bit easier to do. Um, well, it's not. Uh, I've just been. Um, other than that, I've just been cracking on with Chrono Trigger. Not much more progress made on that, but I'm still plugging away. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my... That's going to be like we're going to have to have a, a segment on the show where we have a, a catch up with where you are. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not even that. I think it's like a 25-hour typical length RPG, which isn't even that. It's like that's sort of like half the length of a typical RPG. But yeah. I started it in mid-June, I think, and um, it'll probably take me the whole year just to finish it off. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the way it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, I think next year I just I won't do an RPG. I'll try and stick to like 10 hours or less games. I think that's my New Year's resolution, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the only other thing to note um, is um, I introduced Alice to her first um, game this this ah. month. We played Sonic Mania together. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and I was uh, I was playing it. She she could see that I was controlling what was going on the screen on on the on the controller, and she wanted to go. So I thought I was had the Joy-Con. So I thought I'll give you the the right Joy-Con, 
and then you can do the jumping and I'll do the moving. Mm. Which um, unfortunately, the right Joy-Con also has the home button and the start button, which we had to <laughs> we had quite a bit of <laughs> initially. But then she kind of figured out that if I press these these the jump button, he jumps. And there's something there's quite a magical moment like like, like the, your first ever realization that you can influence something on the on the screen. Yeah, I in, bet. In yeah. gaming, I could see it, and she 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 really enjoyed it. I think she sort of, I would tell her to jump, and you know, sort of five seconds. She would look at the controller, and five seconds later, she would jump, and she'd see it, and she'd be really really happy about it. And it was really sweet. Yeah, but, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's um, I'll um, you know, I'll, it's a good introduction, and I kind of mm. want to keep it out, try it again a few times, show her some other games, and then you know, see if she's. I don't want to force her into gaming if she doesn't want to, but she seems quite interested. So um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm, yeah. So um, what have you been uh, playing in the past month? Um, mostly just bits and pieces. I don't know if I've been. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I bought in a one of those uh, poster bargains. Oh yeah. Um, they had a deal on. Uh, Detroit Become Human for PS4. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got a demo down for that, but I haven't played it yet. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It looked quite interesting. I watched the trailer. It looked quite an interesting game. It's quite interesting, but there's there's a bit... I'm hoping it's going to... Whoops, sorry. That was me dropping a coaster. Carry on. I'm hoping that um, it's going to be explained as the game goes on, because I'm, I'm, I'm not... I think I'm about a third of the way through the game, so there's still plenty of time for it to... To, to pick up but um i mean the basic concept is there's these androids knocking about and they're sort of subservient to humans mm. and some of them are becoming sort of self-aware and um causing havoc they're sort of killing people or they're going rogue and disappearing and all sorts the thing is the, the way you can tell an android from a normal person is they've got like this little like a led thing on their temple like a little circular led and it sort of flashes to show their emotions and things like that Mm -hmm. there's a bit in the game where one of the i I, without delving too much into spoilers i don't think it's a spoiler to to say i think even the subtitle of the game become human sort of describes where they're going to go with the story but yeah um, one of these androids gets cast aside and he thinks, right, I've had enough of this. I'm, and he built, puts himself back together, repairs himself, and he just pulls off this LED thing mm. and the skin grows over him, so he looks just like a person. <laughs> it's like, why would, why would you build that as a feature? Why would you build that as a feature? Yeah. I always assumed that this little LED was like wired straight into their little robot head, and it wasn't. You couldn't just like flick it off, and that was it. <laughs> do I, the other I, androids know about this? I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, do they know about it? How, do, how yeah. did he know about it? <laughs> and then another one. Actually, yes, they must know about it because another one does it like, like shortly after. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I just paused the game, and I was just thinking, this doesn't make sense. This is daft. <laughs> But I'm hoping that there might be like a really logical explanation for it. But at the moment, it's really taken taken the wind out of the sails yeah, of the game for me a bit because it's like, well, that that doesn't make sense. Why? Uh, yeah, I hate that. It just yeah. Just... If they wanted to hide it, they could have just put a hat on or something. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd have gone with that, a beanie or something over yeah. it. Fine. 
Yeah. I, I can accept that, but... <laughs> you know, yeah. it's weird, that guy. He always wears a hat. He never takes it off. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's trying to hide something? Nah, it's just cold, you know. Nah, she's, she's got really cold air. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But other than that, I mean, it's it's all right. I mean, if you've played any Quantic Dream games before, like Heavy Rain or, or Beyond Two Souls, or, you know, it's just to say this sort of standard. It's Gameplay is minimal. It's more... It's more about the story than, than yeah. anything else. So. I haven't played those. It's sort of about um, sort of talking to people and kind of yeah. uncovering things. It's kind of is there different routes that you can take? It's sort of like a multi multi threaded thing. Yeah, isn't it? definitely. There are you know um, the story will change depending on on what choices you make and yeah. like there's there's characters who can depending on your actions you might end up getting characters killed and that will alter the co- course of the game and. Mm. So you know, it's 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 interesting. It's worth playing, but yeah. um, I, I'm I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it. I mean, yeah. it, the did... reason I held off for so long for it was like it was it, it seemed to hold its value at around sort of fifty pounds, forty pounds, and it's like mm. it's a little bit more than I'm willing to to spend on it. So yeah. you know, I I got it secondhand, and it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Right. Cool. I'll give the demo a go at some point. I think because it did look interesting. Yeah, the, the the demo is the demo is like the opening section of the game, okay. and it's a really the demo is really good and the mm. opening's really good, and then just after that it grinds to a complete halt for about an hour. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's but, a shame. Yeah, but the opening's really good, so definitely yeah. give the demo a go. Yeah, yeah, I will do. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. I played the Tetris Effect demo. Oh yeah, so did I. Yeah, I really um, liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's um, it's very sort of mesmerizing isn't it mm-hmm. yeah i i think I, I saw either you tweeted about it or someone else um and i was at home working and i thought oh because it was only a limited time demo wasn't it yeah yeah so i thought oh i'll go downstairs and, and download that and give that a quick go so i played that for 10 minutes just on a break and that was um yeah it's was, it was really uh it's really interesting i was, I was listening to a, a a podcast that mentioned it the other day and the guy said you know why why it's 2018 why am i excited about a tetris game yeah. yeah just in, just in a kind of humorous way but you know it's um it, yeah it was um it's a, did you play it in vr i didn't yet no i oh, wish okay. i did because the demos the demo is like a time demo mm. um i went to play it today and it does it it just loads the title screen with an option to buy the game and yeah. it won't let you play it anymore because it was quite it was limited anyway wasn't it you couldn't play the whole thing Presumably. No, no, you can play the whole thing. What, it was what? like there was a time limit on it, but yeah, that seems a bit silly putting a time limit on it. I don't know what what yeah. what what what's to be gained from that, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm I'm I, I well, I've ordered the full game, um, mm. but I had to because the game's out now. You can you can go buy it now. Yeah. Um, but for some reason the I the UK didn't get a physical release of the game. Yeah. Okay. It's digital only, so I've had to order the. The physical copy from Amazon.com, mm. and it's sort of international shipping, so it's going to be like end of next week before it's here. So, yeah. um, when it's here, I'll, the first thing I'll be doing is trying to, to give the VR mode a try because apparently that's really you know something special. So. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine that, that would just completely sort of consume you. I'd have thought. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah um, so I'll, I'll be giving my thoughts on that on the next yeah. show. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's a bit like um, that. Is it by the same developer as Res? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that. That'll be why it's probably why it's like red. Um, in that, the, the 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 actions you make influence the soundtrack, don't they? Yes. Yeah. They do. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's just really interesting. It's just mm. a really there's been so many different takes on Tetris over mm. the years. Mm. You know, you could be forgiven for thinking that there's not really much more you can do with Tetris. So to see something come out that's garnered so much excitement and interest, you know, like yeah. is really you know that's really good. Yeah, it's good to see. Mm. And the other game I've been playing is Grip. Uh, this, yes, this is um, it's a racing game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a spiritual successor to uh, the Roll Cage games. That's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I remember Back you tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Is it? It's really good. It, look, it looked good. It looked good, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's basically the, the sequel that we never got. Mm. Um, you know, that there was a... I, I don't know if there's... I think there's some developers who worked on... The original games that are on this, you know, working on the the, um, the development team for Grip. So I, yeah. I might be oh, wrong good. about that, but I do think there is some crossover with the developers there. Yeah, might be surprised. Um, but it's kind of just like it's Wipeout on Wheels, basically. So yeah. it's just like this futuristic high speed racing, and you've got weapons and. Um, but the the gimmick with um, Grip is that. Um, the cars, can, the wheels are bigger than the the body of the car, basically. So yeah. you can flip over and keep driving. And you can drive on the ceiling and fall back down and keep going. And mm. you know, it makes it really quite quite frenetic racing. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, gonna put some more time into it. There are some really odd choices though with uh, the interface. Oh yeah. Like every PlayStation game I've ever played has you use the x or the circle button um generally in the west we use the x button in in japan they tend to use the circle button yes. to select yes to start a race you know you go you, you go through all the menus and stuff to actually confirm that you want to start the race in this one you press triangle that's a bit odd which is you know <laughs> that's, that's I, back isn't it usually I was say quite a lot back. of things. So, yeah. like it's been hardwired into my brain yeah. oh, since like 95 <laughs> that triangle is back that seems a bit it, odd. Yeah. It, I just don't know why they did that. Except for the menu where you go to view all your race stats and stuff, where triangle is back and circle is, is, or X is select again. So it's just seen there's like no consistency. Hmm. Um, very strange. I know it was I know it was on the PC in early access for a while, so I don't hmm. know if this is like some kind of you know, side effect of it being ported from the PC and the interface was I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, very, very peculiar sort of uh, joypad mapping. But doesn't detract from the game, and it's it's pretty cheap, I think. You you can get it for, like, 25 quid new. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 had a, I had a great deal of fun with that. So yeah. um, Is that a physical release or just digital? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. It's on Switch as well. Um, I yes. don't know how... I got the P- PS4 version because mm. I wasn't sure how well it would run on the Switch, but I'm hoping it runs well, and... Um, you know, it would be a fun thing to have on the Switch, you know, for portable yeah. play. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I think that I th- I saw it on the, the eShop on the Switch. Hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like an interesting game. Yeah. I need some more uh, racing games to play. I'm, I'm in a bit of a mood for racing games lately. So, um, yeah, I might try that. Awesome. We need a new outrun. That's what we need. We definitely need a new outrun. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's been. There, there's no excuse. No, there are spiritual successes. There's. Um, there are. There is one. I've forgotten what it's called now. Slipstream or something like that. That looks quite oh, good. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's got sort of a retro 
retroish look to it as well. Yeah. I just don't know. Is another case of Sega having all these franchises mm. in their portfolio and mm. just not doing anything with them? Yeah, I know. I think we're all hopeful that they're starting to to realise that now. You know, things I like Streets so. of Rage Four Streets and stuff. You know, I think I'm hoping that they now see that they've got a potentially very big market with the 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 recent love of retro gaming and stuff, and they know that they've got a huge back catalogue of games of franchises that people really really like and really want to see more of. Did I see there's another Streets of Rage fan project launched recently? I did see a hint of that somewhere, Streets but I didn't. I didn't. I got a feeling it's called Streets of Rage Mania. Yes. Like a not Yeah, I saw that the logo, but I didn't. I sort of scrolled past it. I didn't really think anything more of it, but I wasn't sure what it was. I really. I. I mean. I. I, I will have to look into it, but mm. I think it's a odd decision by whoever's developing it to announce it. Mm. Given that you know Streets of Rage remake was shut down by Sega yeah. years ago, before we even knew there was going to be a Streets of Rage four, yeah. so and to do, there is a to do it Rage now Rage. alongside Streets of Rage four, is yeah, odd, but, it's a very um, odd decision. I'd have, I'd have kept the the lid on that and until it was, and then just release it when yeah. it's too late to do anything. About yeah, it, yeah, but, and quick, yeah. get it while you can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit odd. But, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that's basically been uh, what I've been up to. That's um, okay. I can't think cool. of of anything else that we need to to cover in terms of that. Um, yeah, any, any sort of news items that I was going to say anything could? in the news that we need to to cover. Well, um, we had the because um, last time we were talking about the PlayStation Classic, weren't we? I know mm-hmm. that all the games have been announced for it now, haven't they? Yes, they have. What, what are your feelings about the the list? I've well, I've heard lots of things that oh, people are angry about the list, people are upset about the list. I think mm. it's a really solid selection of games, mm. personally. Yeah, there's um, some interesting. Um, Resident interesting Evil games, Director's right? Cut, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, some really good, re- really good stuff on there. I mean, I think Tomb Raider is an obvious um, oversight because it, yeah. it was so synonymous with PlayStation back in the day. But mm. I can imagine there's all sorts of licensing. Yeah troubles with that so a lot I, of people that's not there a lot of people say that the original tomb raiders are difficult to play now it, so, it ha- yeah yeah compared to a modern well, yeah so. it's one of those early sort of 3d uh sort of navigating a 3d world in a third person view that is um but then they know. got jumping flash on there yeah true that was you one, know, one of the mean, earliest that, ones yeah i love it but it's <clears throat> It looks a bit ropey these days, <laughs> you know. To, to be kind to it, it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, mm. so I don't know, but I think apparently that... the the whole console's running on an open source emulator. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that PCSX. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's interesting. A bit of an odd choice, I interesting think. Interesting choice, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, Sony's got all their, you know, they've obviously got in-house developers doing backwards compatibility for. You know the uh, the PS2, the PS3, or you know they have built-in emulators for, yeah. for PS1. So yeah. Yeah. you know they've got their it's own strange. tech. They there must have been a reason it. to go with it. Maybe yeah. they um, yeah, maybe they thought found it was better. I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, some people are saying the sort of is not rendering at the right aspect ratios and stuff, but. Mm. 
I don't know. I'm still excited for it personally. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a really good selection of games. The only criticism I would have about the games is the choice to use Resident Evil Director's Cut rather than the original um, Resident Evil. Oh really? Um, are you familiar with the the soundtrack for? No, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm going to do uh, when when we edit this together <laughs> um, at this point now. I'm going to cut in a little sample of the Resident <laughs> Evil Director's Cut soundtrack just for everyone to enjoy. Okay. And then... Uh, Hopefully, no more will need to be said as to why I think they should have gone with the original. Fair Evil. enough. Is that the only change they made? That was um, no, there, there are other. Wow. I mean, one of the big things with. Uh, actually, it'd be interesting to see if they fix this, come to think of it. Uh, one of the big um, features of Resident Evil Director's Cut when it originally came out was that it was supposed to be, you know. Um, things that were cut out of the original game were going to be restored, hmm. um, including the introduction sequence. Um, when it was released originally, um, the introduction sequence was changed to black and white um, because it was thought to be too gory. Okay. And there were scenes, um, there's like a scene where a guy picks up a, a gun and he, he pulls it up and it's got like a severed arm attached to it. And it cuts before you actually see too much of the detail. Mm. And in the original uncut intro, you can see the full severed arm and things like that. Okay. That was supposed to be restored in the director's cut, but due to a mix-up when they were pressing the discs, they ended up with the original, <laughs> uh, the, the original cut on. And to to sort of fix it, they just gave everyone a. They put the video up on the website and just said, "You're right, you can download it." <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so I love be... screw ups like that. They're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, I know. I know. Like putting the wrong so... thing on the disc, like the wrong build on the disc and stuff like that. You hear about that yeah. about certain games, don't you? I think I don't want to get too off topic, but if it reminded me of that. I think I think it's the American release of Strider and Strider Two, the ports they did for um, the PlayStation. Hmm. They literally put Strider One on the Strider Two disc <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> How do you make that mistake? It's brilliant, yeah, isn't it? You think like, right, this is the this is our big moment. We've got this is the this is the build that we're going to press on the disc. Are you sure yeah. it's the correct one? Yep, all fine. I've checked it. All ready to go. Okay, click. That's it. <laughs> or whatever you do to I, <laughs> confirm it, and then yeah, it's I weird, isn't it? I think the original Xbox was it um, True Crime Streets of LA or the the sequel, one of the True Crime games. They were they put the a development build instead of the final build <laughs> yeah. on the disc and it made the, the one of the bosses completely unbeatable. Oh no. That's terrible. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, well, tough. That that's 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 the disc. That's what's yeah. there now. So good luck with that. Yeah. The only one of, of that, that I can think of is more of a, a glitch that they couldn't they couldn't patch in time was um WWF No Mercy on the N sixty four. There was a glitch in that where you could you could create your character and um, it would just randomly decide to erase the, all the data of the character, like all the all the settings you made for him and everything. And it would be so annoying because it, re- it would reset the music that you assigned him as well. So I would have this character, I'd, I'd, I'd have you know dressed him and put a theme music on, and you wouldn't know until like a, a match starts. So your opponent comes out, and then 
you get you come out and you get the first the first thing you hear is this particular default music oh, and i remember okay. it very vividly it goes <laughs> 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 and then, <laughs> and it's just like oh no he's gone again and it's just, it was the most frustrating thing ever it made me like not play the game basically because it's supposed to it was a good game but it was just that glitch just ruined it for me that's unforgivable yeah I know it's it's terrible. I think they later, um, I think they made an offer to because they, they, later versions they they fixed it, and I think they made an offer to to replace all the cartridges. But for some reason, I didn't do it, or maybe I heard about it too late, or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's the only one like that I can <laughs> that I've encountered. But that that glitch haunts me to this very day. Oh. It was just oh, that music, man. That music. <laughs> I haven't heard it in in like you know nearly twenty years, but I still remember it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's there's a lot of negativity about the the, the PlayStation Mini. I think it's still early days. I mean, the, the the one the people's opinions of it that have seen it, I think, are coming from a press event that they held to to try and drum up interest. Mm. Um, so I still think there's plenty of time for them to to address any issues that have been raised before you know before the final release yeah. so i think there's still no, time and hmm. i th- i think it's a, i think it's a, a great selection of yeah. games yeah so. I th- it'll still be a good seller for them because th- these um these mini consoles are very popular at the moment and um, yeah you know a lot of them the place place ps1 has so many you know fans and a lot of a special place in a lot of people's hearts i think so it'll you know really take them back i think yeah yeah definitely hmm. awesome okay so uh, brings us neatly onto the topic of playstation mm. um should we take a quick break and then get into our book club game of the month uh medieval yeah let's do it okay uh back after this don't go anywhere Back with Podum Up. Thank you for staying with us. Mm, thanks for not. Break, thanks but, uh, for not uh, wandering off. That, yeah. that was. Uh, we really appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, we do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for some people thought it was over. I don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that people listen to the show. Oh, they they've gone. They've... In a couple of these games, and then it finishes yeah, before they, they do. Yeah, they just. Oh yeah. <laughs> really short <laughs> attention span. As soon as people stop talking, they stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, PlayStation. PlayStation. Medieval. Medieval. Uh, would have been a really good game to get out an episode for for Halloween. Yeah, I know. I I, I I thought. Did you um, pick Medieval for to time it with Halloween? No. Oh, no. Okay. I wish I did. That, <laughs> I wish I could say yes. It was all planned, but no. Yeah. It also makes sense given that um, they just released the the like a proper trailer for the the new version didn't they yeah amazing we did this before with what i can't remember what episode it was we did another episode where we we picked a game and then after we picked like the day after all people on sort of youtube started covering it and people on twitter were talking about it 
I can't remember what episode it was now, but it's happened before. We must be... We got our finger on the pulse, man. Yeah, That's what it is. It was Klonoa, wasn't it? It was, mm. yes, it was. Klonoa, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. I, uh, I, I um, briefly played the sequel but the other day, by the way. You know, I um, I told you I got the, um, oh, yeah, the yeah, PS2 yeah. one. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It is very good. Yeah, I only played one level, but, um, yeah, I like it. Very good. <clears throat> so... <laughs> So, did you like medieval? Um, I'm going to say not entirely. Really? Yeah, I know this is a bit of a shocker, but this yeah. is this is the first game that we've done so far that I'm not overall positive about. Oh wow! I'm sorry okay. to say, um, yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. But should we? Should we? <laughs> I kind of, I've kind of. I was hoping to reveal that a little bit later after we've done <laughs> done, the, <laughs> done the sort of basic, you know, gist of the game, really. So, should we do that, and then I'll explain what I I didn't get on with about this okay, game. Okay, well, let's do this. As given this is this may be the last episode of of Podomo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we we our friendship may dissolve shortly after this. But um, okay. oh, what is right. this? Oh, walks awkward. Sorry, it's a, a controversial one. Uh, controversial okay, so one, medieval yeah. um, mm. platformer, yeah. uh, action platformer. I've wow, I'd say action platformer, or sort of hack and slash type yeah. game. Um, released Through... in '98. Yes, say? I've got October '98. Yeah, that um, makes about yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So twenty years ago. Um, um it was a big game at the time it was being pushed a lot in sort of magazines and the official playstation magazine cover disc actually had a documentary about the making of it sort of a behind the scenes type thing included on the disc so Sony were really pushing it as like a an up-and-coming sort of franchise so i must admit it was i'm because i didn't have a playstation um i did collect um games master magazine and Hmm. i did get a general sense of some of the ps1 games from that and i do vaguely remember the character yeah but when when you said medieval in the last episode i couldn't i couldn't i i I pictured that character but i didn't really know anything about the game Hmm. so i kind of vaguely knew about it but it wasn't something that you know there's a lot of other ps1 games i know i know of and haven't necessarily played but you know they're clear in my mind what they are this one although i'm sure it was pushed i didn't you know, it wasn't that on my radar that much as a non PS One owner. Well, I think that that's I think that's part of the reason I wanted to cover it because I mm. felt that it really was it's an underappreciated um, <laughs> an underappreciated <laughs> classic. Um, I think well, well, our our opinions will differ, but well, yeah, carry uh, on. Yeah, I just saw it. It's always puzzled me why nothing more was done with it. There, there mm. was a sequel. There was yes. a, um, a Medieval Two, mm. and they did do a, a remake of questionable quality, depending on on your on your stance of it for the PSP. Mm. And obviously, they're now remaking it again for uh, the PS4. But other than after the the second game, and not many people know about the second game even. I mean, mm. it just seemed to. Uh, it was big for a while. It, I think it, it sold well. It, it, it found an audience, but then it just sort of disappeared. It sort of fizzled away, and I, mm. I, th- I thought that was a bit of a shame. So I wanted to, to shine a bit of a spotlight on it, really. Yeah, um, yeah. it's certainly not a um, 
you know, since then it hasn't been a big name in in sort of gaming or, or no. retro gaming particularly. No. Um, yeah. So the the game itself, uh, you play a little skeleton mm-hmm. uh, called Sir Daniel Fortescue. Mm. And Good name. Good name. I like the, the name. First charge of the Battle of Gallomere. Yes. Arrow through the eye. Mm-hmm. Dead as a doornail. Mm-hmm. And he's been resurrected to fight the evil sorcerer Zarok and save Gallomere and its residents from tyranny. Mm. And he does that by chopping up zombies and collecting runes and gathering weapons and aiming to take his place in the the hall of heroes mm. isn't there um so he he he's heralded as a as a hero of the of the battle but he is but, but people don't realize that he actually he was the first he, one to die was, in the battle he was the first one <laughs> he's the first one to fall yeah i quite like that that's quite funny there's a there's a good sense of humor to the game i'll definitely there give is, it that yeah. there's um it's not like a laugh a minute but the general sort of theme of the game it doesn't take itself too seriously no it's it's very tongue-in-cheek it's got very yeah. sort of um dry humor to it i think yeah yeah it does yeah the, the, everything from the sort of the voice acting as well the sort of quite i mean well done but quite sort of com- comedy comedic kind of voice voice <laughs> yeah. work i would say in, yes, in the definitely. game it's quite a lot of it as well yeah. Mm. Of course, uh, Mr. Fortescue doesn't really have much of a voice, given that no. he doesn't have a bottom jaw, so he just sort of mumbles <laughs> his way through the whole the whole game. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of an interesting take on the sort of the the standard silent uh, game for protagonist, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I, I I mentioned to get into it. Let, let, yeah. Let's hear, let's hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Well, so it's um, I mean, it's a it's a three D platformer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, as you say, it's, it's, it is a kind of a hack and slash. So there's lots of enemies to to slash, and that was that was a sort of big part of my frustration, really, because I found a lot of the enemies very, very frustrating to deal with as a newcomer to it. I mean, I, I would sort of get into a tussle with a with an enemy, and I wouldn't quite be sure if I was like hitting him or he was hitting me. And there's not a lot of kind of um, you know sort of hit flash to it that sort of brief temporary invincibility after you get hit where you're kind of safe mm. i found that that was very minimal and so i sometimes i would maybe i'm just not good very good at the game to be fair i probably i'm not but you know some certain enemy oh, the first few levels were okay i was kind of you know sort of getting into it to some degree but then it, it's quite a difficult game i found and it's difficult yeah, yeah and it, i found it just i think I think that I, I appreciate the kind of the overall the work that's gone into the character and the general theme and the world of the game, but I don't know. There was something about it. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there was something about it that didn't appeal to me enough that I could sort of work through the kind of the frustrations that I had with the game. To kind of you know how sometimes you you're you, you know playing a game and you like the general theme of the game and even even though it's kind of a bit difficult and a bit trying you kind of just want to keep persevering because you quite enjoy it i wasn't yeah. really getting that with this and i was just kind of like was it wasn't enjoying myself basically was it generally like when you say it didn't didn't appeal to you or didn't didn't sort of resonate with you, are you 
are we talking sort of art style or music or general gameplay? Well, no, what? I think it's just more the general theme. It's very, it's obviously, it's, we say it's a Halloween related. It's very kind of sp- sort of spooky and dark and kind of uh, it, it plays on a lot Tim of. Burton is often brought up as a yeah comparison. It's very very Nightmare Before Christmas. It is Tim Burton esque. Yeah, and while they they sort of explore that as much as they can i found uh, i don't know i mean i don't i don't want to be too harsh on it because to be fair i can see a lot of things that you would like about it there is a lot of depth to the game hmm. that i can see i didn't i didn't i guess i didn't delve in too much but i could see that there are a lot of you know a lot of areas that i didn't go to there's a whole hall of heroes thing where you you um if you if you beat enough enemies in a level you can go to the Hall of Heroes and get a better weapon, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't actually do that, but um, I, I could see that, you know, Did playing you the... Did you the Hall of Heroes at all? No, I didn't, no. Oh. It's only something I sort of read about afterwards, really. Um, I didn't really even realise it was a it was a thing. So I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't give, this, or didn't give this game enough time. I didn't have loads of time to play it this month, sadly. But I don't know what I played... In 2018, in what I played, didn't didn't grip me enough to to want to keep playing. Maybe it would be different in 1998. I don't know. It's yeah. hard to say. I, I mean, think it, yeah, I think that that's that is possibly a fair fair thing to with say. This, I mean, a, lot, a lot of it, uh, there is a, a heavy element of nostalgia with it for me. Yes, I mean, I think yeah. Obviously, that's it's a game you really enjoyed as a kid. Um, and I, you know, I get that totally. You know, there's all there's there's games like that for for all of us that yeah. you know. Um, and it's, I'm not saying that you know. While I didn't personally enjoy it, I'm not saying that it's you know just a bad game. I wouldn't argue that it's a bad game. It's just something that didn't. I don't know why, but it just didn't grab me. And I can't. I mean, it happens. Yeah, it know, does. Yeah, there are games that you know. No matter how popular they seem to be, mm. you can just pick them up and just think it's just not clicking with me at all. Yeah. Dark Souls for me, you know, everyone loves Dark Souls. I gave it a go; it just didn't do anything for me at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't, you know, and it's not even the fact that I mean, it is a difficult game, and I am crap at it. But I mean, there's plenty of games I'm crap at, and I still enjoy. Mm. It just, mm. it was just something. It just didn't. I just didn't click with me. So yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. does happen. Yeah, I think if, as I say, you can be crap at a game, and if if the if the game is sort of charming you and kind of drawing you in and, and making you want to be better at it through its use of you know characters and and you know color and and theme, um, then you can kind of persevere. But it just, while I can appreciate that it's good, it just there was something about that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not massively into that that sort of kind of I don't know Halloweenish kind of I can't describe it. It's kind aesthetic. of yeah aesthetic. I don't I don't mind like a single level about it. That's fine. But a whole game is kind of a bit. I mean, a lot of the colours are quite sort of very dark and kind of um, muted. I wouldn't say it's a particularly colourful game. And I think I was just I was just. It just got to me after a while. I think. I think that. I think it just wasn't kind of, you know, giving me that kind of variety. I don't know. 
it's quite interesting because I think it, it, it's one of the things that I I think interested me and wanted made me want to do a podcast um, with you in the first place mm. was to find these situations where we would look at a game and come away with two completely different perspectives okay. from it. Yeah. Um, and this is the first it, time that's happened, really. It is it, the so first far? time that's happened. Yeah. Because um, basically the, the, the things that you've highlighted as, you know, like the the art style and, you know, the how the, so you say, you know, it's quite dark and the Halloween-y mm. thing. Mm. That really appealed to me. Okay. Um, I mm. ha- it had the opposite effect on me than it, okay. than it did with you. Yeah. Um, I thought I, ju- I just found the art style really and the the, the whole aesthetic. Um, it, I'm not. It's not like I'm particularly fond of of, of Halloween as a as a motif, but mm. it was just done with such character. Yeah. I think, and the world that they built up obviously had so much thought behind it. It wasn't just, you know, stock pumpkins and black cats and you yeah. know all the all the standard it's... Halloween cliches. It yeah. was a really sort of. I mean, there are pumpkins in it. There's more pumpkins <laughs> than you can shake a stick at, but it's all done in like a. It's all got. A little slant to it, a little, a little, little bit twisted and a little bit, you know, unique. Yes. And... I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I can't really argue with any of that, to be honest, because it is, it does have its own take on things, and it is uh, a very kind of, um, you know, complete kind of world that they've kind of built very carefully and very meticulously, you know, to try and, as you say, it's not just a stock kind of Halloween theme they have thought about the different areas you could go to within that kind of theme that maybe aren't explored and you um you know from obviously you start in like a graveyard which is kind of standard but then you kind of go into like a more of a cornfield thing with like these creepy scarecrows and stuff and like the pumpkin stuff and I think I saw I, I flicked through some some later levels on YouTube and there's like a pirate area yeah and you know there's uh, it seems to me like they they've they kind of thought of everything that they could do to kind of fit in this world you know that uh, without going to too obvious kind of tropes with it i suppose yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, we we already touched on the the obvious comparisons to um tim burton nightmare before christmas hmm. um it, which was you know it was still very popular at the time it had been out for a while but i mean it was still i mean it's still popular today so it's one of those those films and one of those styles that that sort of stood the test of time but hmm. what i really liked was how they it was the the inspirations from that were obvious but they were like Daniel Fortescue isn't just a, a Jack Skellington reskin. Do you know what I mean? They, mm. They're not just making an, they're not just aping Tim Burton style um, for popularity because it's popular. They, it's obviously they've taken inspiration from it and they've taken it in, a, in their own direction. And and I like that. And I you you mentioned as well um, that there is some depth to the game. Mm. Um, that's one thing I, I I really liked about it as well. There's like it's not. It's definitely not Metroidvania, um, but it does have that element where you know you will pick up skills and abilities later on in the game. 
that allow you to go back to early levels and access areas that you didn't have before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's lots of lots of replay replayability that way. It's not just a, a standard mm. progression from the first level to the end level and that's it. Yeah. You can you can jump in and out of levels as you go that's and right. you know the more abilities you accumulate, there'll be, you know, bonus areas and and secrets and stuff that, you know, you couldn't get to. And sometimes you don't, you know, you'll go back and play a level not specifically looking for a secret area, but you'll just stumble across something. You think, oh, I wonder if there's something there. And now you've got the abilities to do so. You find this new area. And it's it's really rewarding. It's mm-hmm. like all, there's all, all, you know, re- replayability factors of it in in that regard, I think, is really yeah. really I d- appealing. I, I, I do appreciate that definitely. I mean, I've said before that I'm a big fan of kind of you know level structure and kind of game structure that kind of you know is linear, but at the same time offers you lots lots of different avenues to explore and kind of go back, but go back to and kind of find new areas that you didn't find before. Um, and while I didn't do a lot of that in the t- in the time I played with it, I could see, you know, I could see hints of it while I played, and I could see on YouTube people doing that and kind of exploring bits that I didn't even know were there, and kind of talking to people I didn't even know were there. And you know, the level structure is is interesting in that it's kind it seems kind of linear, but you could it's, it's, you can always go back and kind of. It, that you've got a map but it feels like once you've completed the level you kind of feel like you will be going back to it at some point yeah and um uh, i forgot what i was gonna say now um <laughs> um yeah there was just um it's the fact that sort of the levels don't end in a kind of standard way like you normally end a, a level and you can you, you know you get a tally of your score and all that and say like a grade or something and you carry on to the next bit it's, it's, it ends by literally him just walking out through you know some darkness yeah. and then going into the next one you kind of get that sense that these aren't like individual missions to do and then just be discarded they're all kind of part of a, it is actually a like large a, a world journey yeah. yes you can yeah it's kind of you know something that you can come back to and go go back and then you kind of go on the map and you know, you, you're kind of going in different directions, and you go back, and you end up in somewhere else. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, structurally, it was uh, it was interesting, definitely. I think um, I, I, was, I, I, I still got to say I'm surprised by this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, I, 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 I still stand by saying that the theme didn't appeal to me, but um, I probably didn't spend as much time as I needed to, to really realize these, these sort of deeper mechanics. I think, I mean, I put a couple of hours into it at least, you know, and I got that. I, I, I tell you where I got to, I got to the big pumpkin boss. Yeah. The big head pumpkin head. And I think that's maybe a third ish of the way through. Yeah. Like um, ish. Ish. Yeah. It's a very long game. Yeah. Okay. There's lots to I, do. Okay. I mean, I'm only going by uh, like a YouTube, where I saw it in a YouTube, when a guy's full YouTube playthrough, and it was about a third of the way through, I think. I think, yeah. But, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I'd say ish, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. But I think the, the thing is, I would, I found a lot of the, as I say, a lot of the enemies quite frustrating to deal with. You know, you've got things like, it's just simple little things like bats and frogs and sort of zombies that run at you really quickly and scarecrows and they're very sort of persistent and irritating maybe i just needed better weapons but i found them 
dealing with them a bit of a chore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's, All the heroes is where you need to go, mate. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Um, but it was also things like it's quite easy to sort of slip off and fall into, you know... Oh, a, a, yeah, there you is. Know, a, yeah. I, yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah, into a lake that sort of kills you immediately. Because the health system is... Um, you've got like a, a health bar um, and you can get these health vials that act a bit like the sort of energy tanks in, in Metroid games where they kind of add an extra health bar to you once you've once you've lost all yours. Um, except they're not permanent. Um, once you lose it, you've, you've lost it forever, but you can get, you can just keep collecting them in levels. But, you know, I only, I wasn't very good at the game, so I only ever had like one of those to hand and I could die quite easily. I could lose both of them fairly quick, <laughs> you know, quickly. <laughs> and it was just that sort of, I mean, I think, I think maybe the difficulty just ramped up a bit too quickly and perhaps I just didn't get, you know, to sort of look a bit deeper and to try and get to this Hall of Heroes thing. I don't know if they sort of explained the Hall of Heroes early on or not. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But uh, Yeah, I think it's explained in like one of the, li- the little books that you can... You do, they got like little um, information points around the levels, so mm. especially the first few levels. And it's, okay. it's, um, it's sort of explained in there that, you know... Um, you got to kill enough enemies to fill the chalice of souls and then you mm. can collect the chalice and then you go to the hall of heroes when you complete the level so yeah. it, it's not there's no like cut scene that explains it or anything it's um but the information mm. is there okay but um, yeah. yeah yeah i kind of think yeah maybe if i was if i had done that and maybe i was more aware of it i would have had less of a maybe had less of a problem with them but i think i probably still find them a little bit irritating but I mean that. I mean that. that that's gaming, to be honest, isn't it? Well, yeah. It but is. yeah, I mean, it, it is a difficult game. It's not. It, it really doesn't pull its punches. Yeah. Um, There's some uh, sort of fiddly things about. It. Like I found running quite fiddly. Yeah. You got to double tap. You know the direction you want to run. And it took me quite a while to figure that out as well. Um, rather than sort of holding a run button, which I think would work a lot better, you have to kind of double tap where you want to go. And I was kind of just constantly sort of slippering around and kind of not ru- quite running when I wanted to to sort of avoid enemies. And I think it was just sort of the, the little mechanics that just kind of, I don't know, irritated me a bit. And I don't know, perhaps I, well, I'm not, perhaps in general, I'm not being fair enough on the game, quite possibly. I, but, I don't know, I don't know, man. I mean, if you, you know, if it, uh, I think. There's a, a tendency these days that, you know, if you don't like a game that's popular, you're sort of expected to sort of self-flagellate and explain and uh, why you don't like it. Mm. Sometimes you just don't like it. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of... It's, sometimes it's as simple as that. So I, like, I, I think that is kind of the case with me. While I can appreciate that it's got all this depth and it's got, you know, stuff that... Uh, stuff that I, I would normally like and find interesting... There was just something about the game, that, like the overall package of it, and and these sort of little annoying things did sort of didn't help and sort of exacerbated it. That, that I just didn't I just didn't want to play much more of it, mm. just, uh, you know. And even knowing all this now, I still I'm still not sure I would I would boot it up again and, and carry on, to be honest, because. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just I. I'm, I'm trying to think if it had a completely different theme, like I don't know, like a more because I quite like like a lot of color in my games. Maybe a more sort of colorful world. 
If it was a circus, if he was a clown and it was yeah. all a circus. Yeah, maybe, maybe. If done in the right way, I don't know. Possibly. Um, I mean, I think things like that are important to me. They see, uh, you could say it's it's kind of like, um, you know, superficial. But I, those kind of things, you know, the, the visuals and the sound are, are kind of what keeps you playing a game sometimes, I think. Definitely. I mean, you you really can't underplay the importance of of the, the art and the mm. the music in making a game what it is. Yeah, you know? and again, it's, I'm not. It's, it's as integral as anything else. And I'm not saying that it's any of those things are bad in this game, particularly. I'm not saying that you know they're they're below par. They just they just weren't my cup of tea, I guess. At the end of the day, mm. and. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I did. You know, I try. <laughs> I tried to to sort of like the game, but I don't. Ultimately, I don't know. I do and I don't. I do in the in this kind of depth and and uh, the appreciation for what they've done and and the kind of the work they put into it. But I don't in the sense that it's not. I don't know. It doesn't speak to me. It's just you not know. for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the first time it's happened on Podoma, but I'm sure it won't be the last. No, no, it does happen to me sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll pick up a game and I'm just, I'm just like, I'm not feeling this game. You know, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things, really, as a gamer. I think everyone gets it now and then. You know. Well, yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. I mean, sometimes you're playing a game, and the Android takes its LED off its head, <laughs> and everything goes to pot. Yeah, you know? the uh, the Android LED moment in all uh, <laughs> in all games. You know it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, wow, I, I, an unexpected outcome. Yeah, um, I know. I thought you might be surprised by it. I was. I am quite surprised. Yeah, I um, I wasn't sure whether to break it to you gently or. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, don't break it to me. Um, break it to Dark Hair Warrior on Twitter. Yeah. When yeah, they first on. played it, after mm. a friend introduced them to it, they were blown away by the art style, the <laughs> textures, the almost claymation animated style, despite being an old PS1 game, was one of the most visually interesting games they'd ever played, to this day even. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. What can you I know? say? I'm sorry. Sorry. So this is what, I mean, yeah, because I read these as well, and I'm thinking, oh, God, yeah. I didn't... I don't want to offend. I mean, I don't want to offend any of these people because I'm not really saying it's a bad game. I'm not really saying you're wrong. You know, no. I hope. No. That, I hope they. I hope you all understand that. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a bad guy here. Honestly, like you, you don't have to <laughs> apologise to me. That that's that's clear. You just have to apologise to at for the Rangers. <laughs> the story really got me. A failed braggart making right on his second go round, truly being the hero he'd made himself out to be, it's stuck with him ever since he first played. Yeah, but you know we're not here to. I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel bad at all. Um, Is anyone else no. going to make me feel bad? No, look, you don't have to justify yourself. <laughs> that is, you know, except to the super cheese, uh, who says, "I remember playing it so much in my childhood. So much. I was incredibly young when it came out. I also remember going through four discs of the game because it kept breaking from overuse." The art style and cutscenes influenced me so much that they helped me pursue a career in filmmaking. I mean, but Ollie says it's bad, mate, so he did wrong there. Did wrong yeah. career. Sorry. Can I just ask, um, to, to go through four discs of a, of a single game, that's that's a hell of a lot of playtime. I mean, is. is that just, I mean, would you, not, would you not get that more from just taking the disc out and putting it back in a lot, you know, getting it scratched, that kind of thing? Would it? If you left it in the PS1, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? 
That probably would, but yeah. you know, you know, I'm not. I'm I, was not just, I, like I read that, and I was just kind of curious um, what you were doing to these discs to get through four of them. I don't know. Listen, he's not on trial here. No, I'm not. You are. <laughs> I'm not trying to turn. <laughs> you know, he's not the one in the dock. He's not the one. You know, bad mouth in this, <laughs> this. This this classic of gaming. This touchstone of of cultural relevance. Um. No, I mean, I, I, I'm obviously just trying to make you feel bad, but yeah. um, you're succeeding. Yes, good. Mm. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I find it really. I, I, I replied to um, the guy who said it in, inspired him to pursue a career in filmmaking, and I, I, I mean, all jokes and, and ribbing aside, I think it's a really amazing thing that you know, um, video games can inspire all you know can change the course of someone's career Absolutely. you know can influence such a, a a pivotal role in their life is is going to be influenced by this game mm. it's incredible you know? something and, and, the developers probably didn't even consider yeah I, I mean that must feel really amazing if you yeah. if, to know if you've made a game and you'd, you've crafted this game and to know that what you'd made you know whatever game it is mm. um you know, has had such an effect on someone that they've, you know, they've based their career uh, decisions around it. I mean, that that's, you know, that's really something special yeah, for, it's amazing. you, know, you mm. know, that games can have that that kind of effect on people. I mean, the fact that we're sat here doing a podcast shows, you know, how how much games mean to us. Mm. And you know, I think I I don't know. I I love it. I just love that there's there's people out there that are, you know uh, are so passionate about games. Yeah, that's it's incredible, really. Yeah. That um, I mean, even at the time, I don't think the developers. I mean, I, I sort of you read a lot of interviews with um, you know, people who made games in like the eighties and the nineties, and and some of them are sort of baffled as to what as to how there's so much interest, you know, twenty years later. Mm. But I mean, th- these games, these are what these are the games that we grew up playing. And you, we spent yeah. a lot of time on them, and they've 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 really influenced us, especially if we continue, you know, playing games now, and we can still a lot of sort of look back at the. You know these games we loved as kids. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to. Uh, I, d- I hope I didn't bring you. Uh, bring you down. Well, <laughs> Clearly, I have. You kind of did. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. Um, no, I mean. I mean, that, is there is there any? Do. I don't want to leave it on the negative note. Is there anything <laughs> sort of positive? Anything else that you haven't said that that, that you really particularly like about the game? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. No, nothing, nothing in particular. I think that the, the game is a, a, just as a package, just really, really appealed to me. Mm. Um, I got it. I, I must have got it in 1998. So I played the demo of it um, when they were. It was on the cover disc of the the PlayStation magazine, and it was because obviously back then it was. I was still at school, didn't have any money to to sort of buy my own games. Certainly not full price games. Yeah. Um, so it was on my Christmas list for that year, and I, I asked for that, and I asked for Tomb Raider three. I think was coming out that year, mm-hmm. and I got both of those, and I got a third game, a um, siphon filter as well, which I, okay. I wasn't expecting. That was ah, a nice, nice that, that was my, mm. yeah, that was that was my uh, that was my Christmas. So, mm. um, yeah, and I just remember just plowing 
hours and hours and hours into that game i just really you know tomb raider 3 was the that that was the headline game for that christmas that's the one i was really excited about Mm. um and it surprised me how much time i ended up putting into medieval i would have thought our tomb raider is gonna be you know the main game and everything else is going to take a back seat but as it turned out i ended up just putting so much time into medieval and Mm. uh yeah, Excellent. I just, I just, I enjoyed it as as a whole package. Um, I wasn't quite as positive about the sequel. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't. It's more of the same, basically. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I never put as much. I, it, there's nothing wrong with the game. I just didn't put as much time into it for some reason. But basically, there's the same situation as you. I don't know why it just didn't click with me in the same way that. Oh, okay. The, 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 Interesting. The, yeah. Um, and I suspect I'm probably not alone there, given that you know there was no follow-up to that game. Yeah, um, I have heard that when I've done a little bit of research into this. A lot of people massively prefer the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. For it's, some reason, it's, yeah. it's strange. I mean, like, there's nothing bad about the second one. It's mechanically, it's it's you know on par with the the first. There's not it's not like a drastic change, but. Mm. Um, I still think I, I'm still surprised that it was never there was never a Medieval Three. I think mm. you know, um, Sony have obviously been aware of the fact that you know people like the character and people like like the series because uh, when they did the PlayStation All Stars, that Smash Brothers ripoff they did. Mm. Are we allowed to call it a ripoff? Uh, Smash Brothers know. inspired game. Sure. That they did. I don't think anyone's going to um, you know fine us I or anything. I don't think many people would argue the point, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, he was included as a one of the the characters in that. So mm, awesome. you know, they they were aware that people like him, but uh, yeah. up until this new remake, he seemed to have been completely on the back burner. So, yeah. so so what you, what's your what's your views on the remake? Having seen the the, the trailer, I think it looks really good. Yeah. I think it looks really good. I'm kind of in the same position I feel about the um, the Oddworld games. Um, well, right. they've redone the, you know, they've done these remakes of Oddworld. Yeah. And they look really lovely. They look, you know, stunning graphics and the, the gameplay is great and everything. But part of me just thinks, you know, I'd rather have a new Oddworld rather yeah. than just the old yeah, one sure, again. Sure. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. But I mean, I understand why they're doing it because there's people who would have never heard of Medieval. And if mm. you just dumped out Medieval 3 a lot of people are going to be like, well, I've never heard of this series before. So it is something to sort of get the series back into the public consciousness. Yeah, I think. sure. Um, so I can understand that, but it looks really good. Um, I, I wish it, I, there was, I do wish it was a, a brand new game rather than another remake, but um, I'll, I'm going to pick it up. I, I, I think they've done a really good job with it. As long as the controls and everything are the same, because I've played it so much; it's sort of muscle memory now. If okay. they tweak the the, the sort of um, the controls too much, it's going to feel a bit odd and take a bit of getting mm. used to. So, as long as they've captured the same sort of feeling, um, then yeah, uh, yeah I, I think it looks it looks really really quite good. Well, as someone who is new to the game, I think perhaps the controls could be tweaked a bit, but ideally, it would have both options, so you could play with either both controls, like the, the double tap for the run, or it maybe if they added a run button. For example, I that think, would be as an option. That would be quite. I good. think it'll probably be all analog now, isn't it? Yeah. 
there won't be an actual run button. Because the, the original game does work with an analog, analog pad, but mm. it's one of those games where it was so early on in the DualShock um, life, um, I don't think many games had quite... They haven't perfected how to use analog controls yet. No. Um, and the analog controls never really felt right with me on, on Medieval. No. So hopefully with, you know all the intervening years and all the, the practice that developers have had with, you know, analog controls and and cameras and things like that. It'll yeah. be a lot smoother all around. Um, and I think they'll probably go for, you know, move the stick half forward to walk and forward to run and it will, you know. Yeah, that that would make that would make a lot more sense, I think. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably the, the the way they'll go with it. But there'll definitely be some tweaks. I think it's not going to be exactly the same. But um, no. as long as they keep the, the the general spirit of it, I think I think they'll be yeah, they'll be good. It looks and as long as they put the whole the whole game on the desk. Yes, that would be ideal. <laughs> the first quarter of the game. Spiros. Yeah, killed. Uh, not that, not that, like that's, um... the first level, and then you have to download a five gigabyte patch to get yeah. the rest. Yeah, that's just that, that, that come out yesterday. Uh, comes Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get it eventually, but um, not just yet. Yeah, the whole first game is on disc, and the introductory levels. They haven't said how ah. many levels. Of um, what are some the... of the levels of Spyro two and three are on the disc, and that's... then if you want the rest, you'll have to. That's ridiculous. It. They still, don't, they still, even though they had delay, they still didn't bother. To even put after all the delay, the... it's, it's ludicrous. Ridiculous. Anyway, there we go. That's another matter. Right. So, <clears throat> go on. Let's wrap this up for now. Then, yeah. um, let's uh, let us agree to disagree yes. on uh, medieval. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, let's hear your pick for uh, next next month. Yeah. Okay. I've gone um, completely opposite direction actually, but it is um, it is a game from my from my childhood that I okay. think I don't know if you've played it or not, but I I suspect you're less familiar with it than I am. It's a Nintendo 64 game. I wanted to go for a new console. I wanted to go for a new genre that we haven't done yet. Okay. And I kind of wanted to go for a Christmassy game, but I couldn't really think of an appropriate one. So this is a game that is not particularly Christmassy, but it does have a Christmassy or a snowy world in it, you know. So we can go with that, you know, for our okay. Christmas for our Christmas episode. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not dark at all. It's very bright. It's very colourful. It's very kiddy. But it's great fun. It's Diddy Kong Racing on the Nintendo sixty four. Okay, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have played it, but I'm not. I'm not super familiar with it. Okay, I've, excellent. I've just Perfect. picked it up every now and then and yeah. had a go. I'm not, I've never put any significant time into it. Okay, that, that's good then. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Maybe it'll be. Uh, maybe it'll be the same again. Maybe it won't grab you, and you know, we'll be even. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, but it's um, it's a great. It's um. It's just one of those games in my childhood that I really, really liked for some reason. And I think, as I say, I like games with bright colours and perhaps you could say sort of kiddie games, but I quite, you know, I just like those kind of characters and just sort of, you know, and and a nice catchy soundtrack. And it's just, that's the kind of thing that, that will grab me and that will kind of keep me playing a game, even if I find it difficult. A lot of people consider it superior to Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, Mario Kart sixty four. I, I definitely, I think it is. Yeah. Certainly, in terms of the single player, there's a lot of um, the as far by racing games now. There's a lot of depth to the single player mode. Um, 
whereas Mario Kart is literally just sort of Grand Prix and time trial, and it's always been say, yeah. it's always it's, been it's, that way in Mario kind of Kart. It's like an um, adventure type mode, isn't it? There is an adventure type mode, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you got cars, you got hovercraft, and you got planes, and there aren't there aren't really many other games that give you that kind of you know um, choice all at once. You know. No. So Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed is uh, it's done it differently, but it's the only other one I can think of where you you can kind of pick your well, you can't pick your craft in that, but you know it gives you three different kind of options like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a really good game. Great characters, you know. Um, it sold me on buying an N sixty four, basically. Mm. Yeah. I know I played it around a friend's house, got really, really into it, and I, I thought I want an N64. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it seems like such a sort of, you know, it's a, it's just a kart racer. You know, it's just kind of a, it seems like a throwaway game, but it's just a really, really good one, and it's just a really enjoyable one. So, um, so yeah, hopefully, um, I'm gonna have fun replaying that. I've, I played it, you know, I played it to death in 1998, and I've dipped in and out since then, but never played it in any great detail, really. Oh, I did play the the DS, um, kind of uh, port. I was going to say there was a, a port. Of there was a DS port, yeah. yeah, and I played that a bit, but that was that was a good ten years ago now. Anyway, so um, yeah, I'm going to look forward to to digging yeah, that brilliant. in. Yeah, brilliant. Nice digging a, into a that choice. again. Yeah, nice a nice sort of happy game to end the end the year with, you know. Yeah. I thought. Okay, so when that's you said my. Said it was um, going to be a Christmas game. I thought you were going to do Christmas Nights into Dreams. I did consider Christmas Nights into Dreams, yeah. <laughs> and we could do that next year, perhaps. Yeah. Um, which um, it's just it, it's it's more it's kind of a more of a demo really that game, but there is, is um, yeah. yeah there's uh, there's like a, a matching pairs game in it where you kind of unlock you eventually unlock like a Sonic game in it, but um, you, before that you sort of unlock you know movies and you know pictures and stuff, <laughs> but yeah anyway that's that's another game that we're not playing but yeah, no. that we could. I, I do, I do, I do try and play it every Christmas, Christmas Eve though. Nights and Dreams is my, Christmas, is my go-to Christmas game. Yeah, Aww. yeah, I know it's a nice little, uh, that's nice a good little, little tradition. Yeah, just, just a quick, yeah, yeah, that's my Christmas tradition. Um, I don't do it every year, but if I can, I get the old sat out. I put um, like Christmas Nights and Dreams on. I have a quick play of it. Oh, yeah, and I tuck myself in bed and wait, <laughs> and wait for Santa Claus to come. <laughs> Safe in the knowledge that I've. You know, unlocks and pictures and movies and stuff. Yeah. In the matching pairs game. Yeah. Anyway. Good night, children. Good night, children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All well, right. Enough of this nonsense. Let's yes. um. Let's end the show, shall we? Yeah. Let's, let's end the show for now. Um, yeah. If you want to uh, speak to us, uh, you can email us. Um, let Ollie know why he's Please wrong Please don't about. send me hate mail. Podumup <laughs> <laughs> uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Podumup. And um, just write a letter. Uh, just address it to Podumup. Uh, whack it in the post. <laughs> It'll get here, yeah. It'll get here eventually. It'll yeah. find its way here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. 
Yeah, we we do. I, I, and so, you know, especially thank you to all the people who uh, gave us comments about yeah. medieval and their, yeah, their thoughts and their memories from it. Um, yeah, it's it's really lovely to to hear from people and and have their opinion shared about the the games and stuff we play. Mm. Um, and we're always open to suggestions about any games you want to you you'd like us to cover or or like us to have yeah. a look at as well. So, uh, yeah, get in touch uh, any way you can, and um, as long as it's by Twitter or, or email. Yeah. Or um or post. Or post. Yeah. And that'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh well thank you for listening and we will see you again in approximately a month's time. It always seems to work out about a month's time. We don't have a set schedule, but that's how it seems to, to work out. And uh I hope you have lovely time. <laughs> have a lovely time between now and then. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.